this Grant Park 220 betting preview show of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Bird Dog Shorts. Dominate summer with an amazing pair of shorts and a free Yeti-style tumbler when you order over at birddogs.com slash pool. That's birddogs.com slash pool. Drivers, start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing things. now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody zeeb it is Time for a street race. Of course, it is the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez. We are taking to the streets of Chicago for NASCAR's first ever, and I mean first ever, like not just play, not time in Chicago on a, on a road course, but we're talking street race, the first ever of its kind. Cody, this is a, a crazy time to be alive because we get to be the first uh, of of many, obviously, that they're gonna people be doing this for the next week or so uh, to break down a street course in NASCAR and betting on it, no less. Yes, a street course in NASCAR. Would you have ever imagined, Rod? It's uh, never been done, right? We had we had dirt return a couple of years ago. It hadn't been done in fifty years, but that was the root of the sport. They'd been there before. Road courses have increased over the last few seasons. Of course, we know that. But never have they been on a street course. Stock cars on a street course, Rod. Oh, boy. We see it in IndyCar. We see it in F1. We see it in a lot of other types of of racing and disciplines. But never has it happened in the stock car NASCAR world. But I won't be able to say that again after this weekend. And, man, I'm excited for this one. Well, they've been showing shots, obviously, over the last couple of weeks, and when you talked about it, poor, poor Lebanon, Tennessee, poor, poor Nashville. Uh, they they pretty much got overshadowed by their sexy new neighbor, and and so, uh, but when they start showing the course and start showing the the way that it looks, I mean, it's beautiful. It's definitely something that we're going to enjoy seeing. And then, of course, as F one fans, it is not something that we are entirely uh, not used to seeing. Obviously, buildings alongside of the track, right? all of the the precautions that they put up around the track to to make it a track where two days before, three days before, however long, they were actually real cars, real pedestrians, real people living on that street. Um, it's not going to be out of our comfort zone, but to see stock cars on it, that's going to be crazy. Yeah, it's going to be, man, it's going to be interesting. And before we even get into this, like here's your blanket statement of, Nobody knows what the fuck is going to happen this weekend. So just keep that in mind because we've never seen this before. There's not really much to compare it to. Uh, <laughs> nobody knows what to expect. Obviously, we're going to get into the course layout, 
There are some real sharp turns. There are some places on this track where if one car wrecks, 13 cars might wreck. Like we're going to get some nasty pileups. Are we going to get some green flag racing? Is it how many how many starts is it going to take to get into the race? If we get a restart, how many restarts is it going to take to get into a rhythm? It this nobody knows what to expect here, Rada. It could be this could be a complete super speedway survival, you know, survive to the end and you get a good finish. This could be your typical road course guys that you would think that dominate this thing. It could be Joey Logano wins because he wins everything that's new in NASCAR. No, nobody has any idea. And none of those things really would surprise anybody. I don't think, cause it's like, those are all possibilities. So going into this, like you do with the super speedway, right? Just take it easy this week. That's your warning. Now that's not to say don't bet on this race because you can have a lot of fun betting on this race. And it's going to be a lot of fun making these picks, but don't, don't overload yourself. Go into this nice and easy. Let's have fun. Let's hope we hit some things. Got a couple of crazy bets you wouldn't see anywhere else. Swing for the fences. And uh, man, it's it's going to be a fun one, though. I'm, I'm really pumped. Keep in mind, this is an event also, right? NASCAR is putting this on as an event. I think they've said like 80% of the people who have bought tickets aren't people who have bought NASCAR tickets through the NASCAR website before and all that. They've got all the, I think the chain smokers are there. Black Crows, baby, let's go. Yeah, all kinds of concerts going on. Like this is an event more than it is a race. So as you place these bets, keep that in mind. When NASCAR changes the rule in the eighth overtime and they go to single file restarts because they can't get like, don't be, don't be like, well, that's not like expect the unexpected that that shit is going to happen this weekend, I feel like. And as if we don't have any other wrenches thrown into this, if you look at the weather for Chicago for this weekend, Friday, it will be sunny in 84. Saturday, thunder showers 82, but the chance of precipitation is up to 24, 35, 14%, right about the time practice and qualifying happen for uh, all of the, the Cup Series that, that happens. So, Long about that time, they're expecting, I mean, it's not a heavy chance, but it's the only day in the three days of Friday, Saturday, and Sunday that there is a lightning bolt and clouds. Sunday, bright, sunny, 79, not a cloud in the sky. So, not to say that there's not a chance because there's at least a 24 to 35% chance in that one to four range that it's going to rain. So... I'm not, I mean, again, keep an eye out because if they can't qualify, obviously we go to the metric, right? And if we go to the metric, I wonder, will they qualify in wet? I mean, the race wet weather here. I don't know. If, I don't think they'll qualify. I don't in think it, they'll qualify in wet weather. No, I'm sure they'll throw those rain tires on, but I don't think you can qualify yeah. in that kind of thing. So, well, as someone who lives in the Midwest, a 20% chance is as good as a hundred percent chance. So, uh, it might rain, it might not. And, uh, boy. Well, that that could throw some wrenches and things. <laughs> I mean, that's, it's already pl- plans to be chaotic enough. Throw some rain on the streets. Well, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we are in for it. So we'll definitely keep an eye on the weather. But I'll tell you right now, if you have your very own pair of bird dog shorts, you don't have to worry about the weather. And I'll tell you exactly that because bird dog shorts are exactly what you need in any sort of weather i mean sunny particularly i guess but if you are out in the hot in the rain doesn't matter still wear those bird dogs 
Not only do they make your legs look amazing as they contour and shape your legs the way any good pair of shorts should, right? But they also keep all of that sweat away from your, your well, uncomfortable regions, let's just say, and keep you dry and cool with their anti-sweat and anti-stink wicking fabric. It's going to keep you cool and dry all day. Look, they're not like these restricted cotton shorts that you're wearing every day that you just think to yourself, ah, I'm so ready to get out of these and into my pajama pants. No. You're going to have your bird dogs on and you're not going to want to take them off all day long, maybe all month. You may have to have an intervention. People may have to say, we've got a problem. You got to take those bird dogs off to which you say no or buy yourself another pair. Don't take those off. I don't care how you do it. Just go to birddogs.com right now slash pool and we're going to give you a free Yeti style tumbler. Well, we're not. They are. If you use the promo code pool, birddogs.com slash pool for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. Birddogs.com slash pool. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Definitely promise you that you will not want to take those things off because, uh, again, once you find a comfortable pair of shorts, you, you just never want to leave them. So You don't. You just want to keep them on always. I'm telling you right now, <laughs> drivers need to invest in those bird dogs. Even if they keep them under their fire suit, it's going to keep them all nice and dry. So uh, NASCAR, look into a bulk order and, uh, and see what you can do about that. There you go. <laughs> so, um, all right, listen, before we get started with the, the show and proper, there was a piece of news, and I mean... Obviously, Cody and I, we're not, we're not privy to all the details. We're not going to try to figure out and play super sleuth here and, and the whys and the hows of it. But what we will say is, and this affects one of the bets that I was actually going to put in and I had in the dock almost immediately, and that's, of course, the news that Jimmy Johnson's uh, in-laws, I mean, in, in what they're considering a murder-suicide, tragic, tragic happening over the last couple of days and uh, obviously Jimmy will no longer be a part of this race obviously for good reason you you can't I don't know that anybody's had to be in the game after something as tragic as that so um you know obviously what this does to Jimmy now the 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 recent or the the most recent impact obviously is going to be just him pulling out and having to deal with the family uh, a cost but then down the line what does this mean for him in the future Obviously, I'm sure we'll find out, but I mean, listen, I, I'm not one to to toss out thoughts and prayers, but I'll, I'll tell you right now, it's any any spare uh, energy or vibe that I can send out to to the Johnson family. It's, I mean, I can't even imagine. I would never want to imagine. So that type of news ripples through, and I'm I'm hoping that you know Jimmy and and his family can find any sort of comfort or, or solace or anything. Uh, over the next few days because it's going to be rough. Yeah, absolutely. It's just, yeah, and that thoughts to to the Johnson family, obviously, uh, and her, you know, Chandra's entire family as well. Uh, she's dealt with a lot of tragedy in her life, lost her brother a few years back. Now, obviously, her parents and her nephew uh, in, in this incident and not only lost them, but in the way that it happened, it's just a sad situation. So thoughts to her, of course, thoughts to Jimmy as well, their daughter's, that's their grandparents. That's their cousin. Um, and so, yeah, it's just, it's such a sad thing. Uh, of course, it affects the race and the fact that he's pulled out this weekend. Of course, that's of no consequence, right? That That's very meaningless in the, in the big picture of things and of life. And we just obviously wish the best for them. And uh, hopefully they can pull through this. And uh, yeah, our thoughts are with them in this, in this tough time. 
I mean, the 84 car would have eventually made it in, I'm sure. Obviously, now it won't be on the track at all, so that's one less person trying to uh, obviously make it into this race. Uh, not that it necessarily frees up a whole lot of anything for anybody. Um, I mean, what do we have? 30? We yeah, have so 38 we got, There entries. was 38 entries, so would have everybody would have made the race uh, be 37 now. Jensen Button, uh, former Formula One champion, will be in the 15 Rick Ware car. Andy Lally is going to be in the 51 for Rick Ware. Josh Balicki in the 78. Uh, and then Shane Van Gisbergen. We'll go <laughs> Cody, how dare you mispronounce He's, names? Uh, yeah, I know. That's as close as I get. He's going to be in the 91 uh, track house racing project, Project 91 car. So 37 cars. They will all make the race. Uh, sort of surprised there's not a few more entries into this with some more ringer types. Uh, this is what we got, I guess. Well, but we've seen that, though, over the course of the last few years as road courses have made uh, a permanent and, and more uh, impactful uh, on the schedule that there's not as many ringers anymore, right? right. Everybody we don't, well, yeah, we don't have the Boris Seds of, yeah. of the days past, right, where it is more of a... But with it being a street course thing, I, I don't know. I would have thought, I guess, maybe you'd get more of a of an indie car type of guy or more of these IMSA guys or something like that. But uh, not so much. Here's what we got. And uh, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be an event for sure. It will definitely be an event. This Chicago street course, Chicago. I don't even know. They don't even know what to call it. I mean, really, it's just the Chicago street race is what it's listed as on the NASCAR site. Uh, obviously, it's you can't even really call it a road course because it's technically not a road course in the what we're used to seeing. Uh, we talked about the the track layout. Oh, breaking news! Uh -oh. As we're recording, Bob Parker just tweeted. Sorry to sorry to jump in. No, no, real I quick, NASCAR back to their fining and penalty ways. NASCAR has docked Sheldon Creed twenty five points, finds him twenty five k for intentionally wrecking Sammy Smith at Nashville. What? NASCAR reviewed radio communications from the number two team. In NASCAR's determination, that communication clearly resulted in the number two car wrecking the number 18 car on lap 69. Nice. Um, so, yeah, this penalty of Creed is similar to the, the 25 points, 50K fine that Denny Hamlin got for wrecking Chastain of Phoenix. Hamlin's fine was bigger, but cup fines are typically bigger than Xfinity, Bob says. Wow. Huh. Well, there you go. Well, I mean, uh, NASCAR's. Which is crazy because, like, if you go back through the kind of history of, uh, like NASCAR and stuff, like, there's been cases, and gosh, was it? I think it was on the, hmm, was it on? Dur it must have been on Door Bumper Clear the other day where they were talking about where, or no, it was Denny Hamlin's podcast where Byron said Chad Knauss was telling him he better go wreck. Who was it? I think it was Kyle Busch. Maybe uh, they got into it at Watkins Glen, like when when Byron was a rookie. And Canals got on the radio, and he's like, "If you don't take care of this, I'll take care of it later, or something." And like, and then he went back and retaliated against him, or whatever. So, yeah, uh, we've come a long ways from that. Uh, and uh, you know, on the anniversary of the release of Days of Thunder, the uh, the famous rubbing his racing comment, maybe not so much the case anymore. I guess we're we're anti rubbing in NASCAR anymore. And listen, I mean that one obviously affected one of our bets because we did have the the Smith and the Creed in part of the our bet and uh you know that impacted that bet and of course the outcome of the race Sheldon Creed 
You know, we, we had high hopes for him, and he took himself out a little bit, and now he suffered the consequences along with Sammy Smith. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, uh, I, I guess, I don't know. I hadn't even really seen anything about that being an intentional thing, but uh, apparently somebody saw that. Well, and it didn't seem like an intentional thing on the track. It kind of just seemed innocuous, like it just happened. And we're like, oh, look, they took each other out. And but I mean, with the uh, with the access to uh, radio and stuff these days, I would imagine that that audio will come out later. So uh, watch the discord. As soon as we find it, I'll drop it in there. But uh be interesting to hear what exactly was said and uh and why they decided to go with the fine and the and the points penalty hashtag sheldon creed tapes uh i <laughs> love it uh all right well then we will talk chicago because we we definitely are here to talk about chicago but in the meantime let me tell you real quick about underdog fantasy we're brought to you by underdog fantasy best ball mania 4 is here and Underdog is giving away $15 million in prizes. Underdog's Pick'em is also a great way to get down on your favorite MLB and college baseball player props. So many ways to win over on Underdog and active in so many states. Get in on the action now. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. Right, Cody, so you talked about it just beforehand as far as the course layout is concerned. My thing is this. So there are a total of 12 turns in this. Seven of those are right-hand turns. And I mean not, you know, gentle kind of sloping turns, like maybe turn three and four. No, we're talking like if you're at an intersection, you're pulling a hard right or a hard left on the street. That is how this is set up. So you Damn, have to, why are they running it that direction? That's I'm so a good question. Confused. What run it the other way and get some left hand turns in here? <laughs> yeah, I mean we're getting right hand turns for the most part. So it starts right in the middle of of uh, of a long straightaway. So they're they're kicking off there. Turn one is a quick so left hander. <laughs> what the start finish line is all the way back in turn twelve. I'm trying to decide. If that's a good thing or a bad thing, like I get that they want to give them the entire straightaway to get things figured out. So they're not all diving into turn one to wreck, but aren't they all just going to dive into turn 12 and wreck there instead? I'm, I'm sure we're going to find out. That's, that's kind of <laughs> where we're at at this point. I mean, again, w nobody knows. Like, I know, but it just seems like maybe slide it. Like it's literally like you come out of turn 12 and there's the start finish line. So the lead, you know, I don't know where the Geico restart zone is, but it's going to be coming out of that corner. And once the leader goes, everybody else is going to go. They're going to stack the fuck up. And I'm telling you right now, Rod, they're going to stack up. <laughs> it's it, I'm telling listen, I, I'm here for it. Honestly, I want to see how this is going to go. I want to see if this matches what they envision in their head. So, uh, yeah, turn one, a quick left hander. Turn two, a quick right-hander, and then you kind of glide into three and four. Five is another uh, right-hander. Six is a left-hander. Uh, again, all these, I'm talking about left-handers. These are all straight up 90 degrees. Seven yeah, is a 90-degree. A lot of these turns are straight-up turns. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Seven is a, is a right-hand turn. Eight, nine, and ten is a half oval, half arc type of a thing. And then 11 is another hard right and then 12 is a hard right into the long straightaway. So this has two, what I would say, decent-sized drag strips between turns 12 and turn 1. Cody, like you said, they are going to try to haul ass 
down after 12 to get into one. And then between five and six is another longer. I would say if this was F1, between five and six would be the DRS zone. Uh, and also between 12 and one would be the DRS zone. Uh, but I mean, again, that's, they're going to build up a lot of speed in these and it's just going to be crazy. Yeah, That's the thing is there's some very long straightaways. Like they're going to get some speed, but the discipline, the, like one little miss or one over, you shoot overshoot it. And this isn't a normal road course where you overshoot it. You know, you go through the grass, you hit the gravel, whatever, like you're going to smack the wall. Cause that's all there is. Oh, this this race. Oh, this is gonna be this is gonna be a fun weekend, Rod. That's this is why you don't go crazy on the bets. Again, you want to have some because it's gonna be fun to have bets, and it's. But it, this is gonna be insane. I, I cannot wait for this. <laughs> you smack the wall. You're taking out John's Donut Shop. No, I'm just kidding. There's no. <laughs> there's no actual Donut Shop in this. This is all in the middle of a park, uh, by the way. So it, there's not a lot of. Uh, uh, buildings to go around right I, I i'm thinking that's what i look at yeah, anyways uh, you got i don't really know yeah uh, <laughs> i mean i think it's i yeah for the most part i think yeah it's through this grant park but i think there are some there's a few know, there's a few buildings and stuff i don't know yeah. what's going on here yeah. john's donut <laughs> shop is not in any danger really but uh again this is this is like we said this is a, a very interesting type of a road course in that i think it kind of looks like a, a dog in fact if you uh if you kind of look huh. at it it does. Yeah. This is, uh, if you don't listen to the F1 Gambling Podcast, you should. <laughs> but uh, secondly, every week Rod tries to figure out what the shape of the track looks like. And I think that a dog is very appropriate. I, I think so too. Uh, one of the Bedland Terriers is my, my daughter loves those very much. And that snout kind of looks like yeah, uh, that same snout. Man, that's a pretty good call. I like it. I have no, no rebuttal on my part. I think a dog is what we'll go with. Beautiful. <laughs> I love it. Uh, here, boy. Uh, all right. <laughs> Well, now that one more one more thing, uh, no stage cautions as per, you know, it's been on road courses this season. So I think there's going to be plenty of other cautions. I'll be I will be extremely surprised if we could find a caution prop. I would bet the over. And that's something we should be offered. Hell, if we had as many cautions in Nashville (laughs) as we did in the Xfinity and truck race, I'm sure that Chicago is going to be a a blast (laughs) and a half. This is going to be again. It's just keep in mind as you place these bets. This is an event, right? It's going to be a fun one, but uh, keep that in mind. And listen, the thing about it, too, is that when we talk about speed in general, especially on an oval, right, where where we've got the banking, where we've got all of this stuff to take into account, none of that is is at all applicable here, right? You're on a street course. There's no banking, per se, and there's no um, major elevation changes in this as well, honestly. So this is all flat. Like I don't real, I don't even know. I mean, there's obviously nothing to compare it to. But do you take guys who are good on road courses? Does that even? I mean, obviously, that's going to matter to a degree, right? But it's not a typical road course, and it's so different from a typical road course. Like that's literally, again, I this is this is going to be so much fun just to see, and I hope we get this again next year i'm just gonna say that right now before it's a shit show this weekend because i want to be able to look back at this race and place bets next year based on how things went that like i don't know and then the odds are interesting i guess you could say it's it's strange like chase elliott's the favorite of five to one i get it right because he's he's probably i mean he's 
should be the favorite, I think. He's probably the guy you're going to look to. Really good on all the road courses. You know, first time we go to road courses, he's been pretty good on a lot of them. I get that. Reddick at seven to one. That makes sense. Almondinger was like 13 to one yesterday. He's dropped to eight to one as the third favorite now. That means everybody and their brother is hammering him. If you want to get on that train, go for it. But if everybody's on that train, makes it a scary ride, in my opinion. Uh, but he is the, you know, he's got the street racing background. He's done all this other stuff. So it makes sense. Truex at eight to one. I know he just won Sonoma. That was Sonoma. That's not Chicago Street Course. Kyle Larson, nine to one. If you want to get him, now's your chance, right? This might be the farthest you ever see him, really. And then it kind of goes downhill from there. But an interesting top of the board, I think, in my opinion, based on kind of how these guys are all lined up. And that's that's everybody's odds on Superbook, at least. It's uh, it's kind of amazing to me in that it's not super speedway generous, but the books are also sort of hedging on themselves to not go crazy with the odds either because right. they don't know either. I mean, they're playing it conservative. Yeah, it, they don't know any more than yeah. we. I mean, nobody, literally... No, and if somebody tries to tell you this week, this is what's going to happen. They're wrong. Like they have no idea. They might get things right. I hope we get things right, and we're going to give you our list of bets that we hope we hit all of them. But at the same time, we're not going into this telling you this is how this is likely going to play out. Like you just got to build for chaos. I think in this case, yeah. And and to me too, when I when I really just sat down and looked at it, I was taking a look at aggressive drivers. Because, again, it is about underbreaking at this. This is all about getting into these corners and diving underneath people because you're not – I don't think you're going to get any any positions on the outside of these sharp right-handers or sharp left-handers. You you're going to have to dive down. And it's the drivers who feel comfortable doing exactly that, right? Getting all that speed and diving into the corners. So I'm looking at aggressive drivers. I'm looking at guys who, who I can, you know, envision actually – being able to be daring enough to take that long straightaway at however however fast they get up to and and slamming it down to just about zero by the time they hit those turns. Yeah, it's uh yeah, it's, it's this is going to be fun, right? <laughs> uh, all right, well speaking of fun, why don't we go ahead and just start laying into some of our bets? It's it's about that time to start giving what we think is going to cash for you in this madness of all madness. Uh, in Chicago, in the streets of Chicago. All right. First up for me, I'm going to go with Austin Sindrick. I'm going to take him as a top 10 at plus 150 over on uh, bet 365 and a top five at plus 450. Sindrick has got some sports car racing background, and that's basically my case for him here. Um, he's raced some sports cars. He did the road to Indy. He did the F2000, which is similar to like Formula Ford for the United States. Um, and he did historic sports car race as well. He's raced some IMSA in the past. He's got six top 10 finishes in his 11 road course starts in the Cup Series. He's won three road course races in the Xfinity Series. So we know he's a good road course racer. We know he's got some, some sports car experience. I think that of anything, that's probably what you can lean into the most, right? And AJ Allmendinger has that as well. Now his odds just aren't going to be as good because everybody and their brother is going to be on him, right? But I think that Cindric, uh, these types of odds are good. Again, for a top 10 finish, all you have to do is beat a quarter of the field, right? Not even because there's only 37 cars. So less than a quarter of the field to finish in the top 10. 
you're going to have to avoid the chaos, right? There's likely going to be wrecks. There's likely going to be multi-car wrecks. A good portion of guys might not even finish this. So take a guy like Sindrick that's got some experience on road courses. He's good on them. He's got some experience in the sports car world. I think he can put those things together, be safe, be smart. If he can avoid the chaos, I think he can find his way into the top 10 at the end of the day, maybe even the top five at the end of the day. So give me Austin Sindrick, plus 150 top 10, plus 450 top five. That is quite a ballsy play, given that we haven't seen a lot of it lately. And yeah, I mean, we're prepping for chaos, right? That's that's what we're doing. But I, I do, I mean, it's it's when you put it in the perspective that you did as far as having some street experience, having some, that's kind of what you're looking for. Who's got what experience that they can draw from to be better on this than the the folks that spend all their time on, in stock cars, in just the the cup cars in general, and, and riding around ovals and road courses but still can can get that little bit of an edge so i like that um yeah and I, I think before you get into your first one too i think that's something to point out too usually we start to show off we have like four five six head-to-head bets right we don't have that this week there's a couple we'll have a couple further on down the road but i only went with one head-to-head you only went with two ahead or did you go with two? yeah you did um but head-to-heads are tough this week just because so many unknowns. Obviously, we'll talk about the ones we have, why we like them. Uh, but for me, this this building this card is just I'm searching out some value. It's all every single thing I'm betting on is plus money this week. I I don't know that I would want to place anything that's not plus money just because there's so many unknowns. You're just throwing some sprinkles out there, hoping to hit a couple of things. <laughs> Sit back, drink a beer, and just enjoy whatever the hell happens on Sunday. Well, honestly, too, I was a little disappointed with the selection of overall head-to-heads. A lot of the same names were popping up in those, and so I was like, eh, I mean, I don't want to yep. keep taking the same side of it, so didn't, I'm just going to... Didn't give us a chance to fade Chase Briscoe this week. No, so, God, oh, no. Well. Not even a little. Uh, all right, so my first one is probably just about as zany as, as yours, and I'm taking Eric Jones as a top five. I will, full disclosure, when I initially built my bets out, I did have Jimmy as a top 10 plus 600. Uh, I, again, I was just... Six, plus 600 for a top 10, I was going to take that. But I'll take another one of his uh, of his teammates and, well, actually, his actual drivers in Eric Jones as a top 10. It's 350, plus 350 on Bet365 right now for Eric Jones as a top 10. Look, he did it last week. You want to talk about chaos? Nashville was a little bit of chaos out there. And Eric Jones actually pulled through for an eighth-place finish. This is going to be a very emotional weekend for... Uh, legacy. This is this is one of those. If you write stories, you write about an Eric Jones having a stellar day, and in the memory of Jimmy and and Jimmy's family, uh, you know, kind of doing it for Jimmy. There's going to be a lot of speeches given, a lot of uh, a lot of motivation for uh, Legacy to do well this weekend to sort of, I guess, mar the or 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 just sort of quell over. The, the tragedy of what happened. So uh, I, I think at plus 350, like I said, if we're, we're prepping for chaos, Eric Jones can can kind of do that every once in a while. He'll poke, like Cody likes to say, he'll poke his head out and have a good finish here and there. Uh, and last week was one of those times where he actually poked his head out and made a decent finish. And it wasn't as if he was starting at the front and just popped his head out to make a, a good finish. He actually started uh, way in the back there and and found his way up to the front. So again, something I'm I'm... Thinking that it's going to happen, and I'm hoping 
as, for any bit of, of, of chaos to happen to get Eric Jones back there. Like I said, last week, Nashville started 23rd, finished 8th. He hasn't done well at the road courses so far this season, uh, the two that we've had. But again, it's kind of been a rough a rough go. Uh, he did start 8th at Echo Park, right, in, in, uh, in Austin, but didn't have a good finish. So the speed was there. He just didn't have a good finish. And then, of course, uh, at Sonoma, not a good day at all for Legacy in total. So, yeah, I'm just saying right now that if I'm prepping for chaos, I like the odds for Eric Jones because I didn't like too many of the other top 10 odds uh, past that. Yeah, I think the books are scared that this will turn into a super speedway. And so they're protecting themselves on a lot of the top 10s and they're not going too crazy on a lot. I was hoping, I mean, if, if we were getting decent odds, I was just going to load up on all top 10s, but it, it, I still took a few, but for sure it's not as good as you'd hoped. But Eric Jones coming off a top 10, right? Got that momentum. Again, if this turns into a chaotic wreck fest, survive and move on, right? Um, and riding that momentum, you know, the, the legacy family is hurting now with, you know, as part of Jimmy's family. Um, and sometimes that's where you get those good pull through and have a great day, you know, rally around the troops for, for do it for Jimmy, do it for Chandra, uh, that type of thing. And so maybe you'll see that out of Eric Jones. Uh, I think there, again, obviously at this point, Jimmy Johnson's not going to be in the race, but I think it, it's plus 600 would have actually been a pretty good bet on him with his IndyCar stuff that he's done exactly. with the other sports car stuff he's done lately. Would have been a good bet and, and fun to see how he could have done here. Obviously, again, um, you know, more important things th than this race for him at this point. Next up for me, Ty Gibbs. This is my man this week, Rod. I'm all in on the Gibbs train. Give me Dibs for a top 10 plus 190 over on uh, Bet365. And then a top five at plus 650 over on DraftKings. Love me some Ty Gibbs this week. We know Ty Gibbs is capable on the road courses, right? Comes into the Xfinity Series, first start, wins right away. Um, he's got three Xfinity road course wins, nine top 10 finishes, and 14 starts in the Xfinity Series. Then a little bit of a rough start to the, uh, the Cup Series on road courses. Toyota was absolute trash last year, so we're going to throw that out there. He was also filling in at that point in time for Kurt. Most of those road course races, things are still up in the air. Maybe Kurt was going to be back soon. Maybe he's not. So all of that was kind of in play as well. But he did finish ninth place at Coda here in the spring. So a little bit of a glimpse of what he can do. We know he's capable of it. He's been doing a great job lately of staying out of trouble, right? And just kind of miting his own and not being overly aggressive. I think that could come into play this weekend. And that could help him get up there. I think that he's one of the most talented drivers. Obviously, we've talked about that. He's uberly talented. He's going to be great. This could be the week, Rod. This could be the week we get Gibbs. So for the starters, let's get a top and a top five. Maybe he'll uh, be a, in the in the dock here later on as well. I mean, we preached Gibbs top ten for the better part of the middle of what April and May for the most part. So yes, when he started yeah, to fall off, it was. It was tragic, but you know he's picking it back up again slowly but surely. Yeah, and he's yeah he's he's got the, had that streak of top tens earlier in the season, so we know he can do it. Toyotas have been very very strong on road courses. We're two road courses in, and they've won both of them. Again, this isn't a road course, but compared to how they were last season, they've obviously figured some things out, right? So I think that that's a positive. He had what a thirteenth or fourteenth place finish last week. 
again, just having nice solid weeks. Top 10 is definitely not out of the question. And I think a top 10 is or a top five as well is very capable in that. Plus 650, like if you can hit a bet, a single bet like that in a week that's as chaotic as this, like can, that can pretty much save most of your week, you know? And so um, I really, really, really like Gibbs this week. We can tell, and we'll be able to tell later on too uh, when we talk yes. more about the bets. Spoiler alert, he'll be coming up later. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, somebody who's climbed his way back into my heart and AJ Allmendinger, I, I like his top five odds uh, out of most anybody on there. On DraftKings, I'm surprised. I'm surprised at this number. I can't believe. Man, that's a good, yeah, good price. Yeah, yeah, because on DraftKings, he's at plus 110 for a top five finish. But on Bet on Bet 365, you can get him at plus 180 for a top five finish. I'm going to take that number, of course. Look, it's A.J. Allmendinger. I mean, he obviously just won last week at Nashville, kind of cementing himself as a, as a, well, he can do it on ovals. But, of course, that was the Xfinity Series, even still. But to me, it's A.J. Allmendinger, and we talked. Uh, I talked earlier about I'm looking at aggressiveness. I'm looking at guys who are not afraid to drive the way that needs to be driven to get a good finish here on this track, especially given that nobody knows how this is going to handle. Nobody knows how the cars are going to handle on this. <clears throat> it doesn't matter for A.J. He will drive a car with no power steering, with his cool suit not working, with him having to punch holes in the floorboard and use it Fred Flintstone style, it doesn't matter to AJ how he's got to drive this car. He's going to drive it aggressively, and he's going to try to be in the front. Obviously, you know this this has not been a complete and total success for Colleague in the in the Cup Series this season, and we've talked about it a lot. How the fall off between last year and this year is substantial, and it's it's noteworthy, of course. But again, we're talking about a course that nobody's had any experience on. AJ Allmendinger is a, a an aggressive driver. He can get it done on road courses, and obviously, you know this is not a road course, but a, a street course. But still, he knows how to drive in the manner of which this track needs to be driven, and I think he's going to get it done. You talk about Echo Park; he finished uh, third in stage one, and then crashed out. Obviously, didn't get a good finish there. But uh, Sonoma, he finished in sixth place, just outside of the top five. But I think Chris Buescher uh, surprised a lot of us in that top five. And I think, not to say that I don't think he's going to be surprising. I think uh, I would place a couple of bets on him this this week too, but just not a top five. So I think it's it's easy to see AJ kind of sliding into a fifth place finish in this as well. I mean, all I'm asking him to do is finish in the top five on a road court, on a road style course. I don't even want to say a road course. Uh, I don't. I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility for AJ and a plus one eighty. Some of the better top five odds out there. Yeah, no, I think that it's great odds. I, I think plus one eighty is probably higher than it should be. So I'd get in on that early while you have the chance before that drops. Again, he's got all of the. I mean, he's been in all types of racing, right? Done the IMSA. He's done the sports car stuff. Coming off a win in Xfinity last week, I think he has two straight top ten finishes in the Cup Series. Like I know we've talked lately about. How things haven't been going his way, but he's got a couple of spots circled on the calendar where this is his chance, right, to lock himself into the playoffs, as NASCAR Twitter will tell you. Uh, and this is a really good chance for him. So top five of plus 180. Um, I mean, again, he, he's one of the favorites for a reason in this and one of the guys that you expect to be up there. So I think you're getting a good number on that. My lone head-to-head matchup. I'm going to take Kyle Larson over Chase Elliott plus 115 over on Superbook. 
do I want to do this? Not necessarily a ton. I really believe in Elliot, right? I, I'm obviously I'm an Elliot fan. I think he's got the best chance to win this, but you're giving me two guys in equal equipment that have equal road course racing abilities. And the guy that's been better so far this season overall is the guy at plus money. That's that's my argument here. And that's why I'm taking Larson as plus money. If you want to target head to heads this week, I would just look down the list and pick guys that are plus money because so many things could happen. Sure, Larson might be fast. He might be good. He gets caught up in one of these wrecks that I'm going to be shocked if there's not multiple big wrecks in this race. Like, how can there not be, Rob? Imagine, just imagine that everybody goes into this race thinking it's going to be chaotic and crazy and they all just take it easy and we just have a, what is it, 100 laps and it's all green flag. Nobody ever wrecks. It's going to be, it's going to, that's how this is going to end up going. But I don't see that being the case. Um, and a guy like Elliot's just, you know, he could get in the wreck just like anybody else could, even from first. You know, somebody goes into a corner trying to pass. It's going to be so hard to overtake. We use, uh, we use the open wheel racing terms this week, right? Can be hard to overtake in the corners. If somebody gets greedy, that can easily take two guys out. So if you're going to give me two guys in equal cars, the guy that's been having the better season at plus money, give it to me. I'll take Kyle Larson over Chase Elliott, plus 115 over on Superbook. Granted, yes, the stock cars are much more sturdy than F1 or uh, IndyCar, but still, I mean, yeah, you get a... you get a, Not when they hit them walls. <laughs> I was going to say, you get, a, you get a nice little front bumper into someone's rear, and it'll, it'll spin them around. It's not necessary. It, it'll take more than a, than a normal F1 car, but... It can be yeah. done. Yeah, so. one little bump's not going to necessarily knock the wing off, but no, uh, no. there will be plenty of other issues going on. Uh, although you did allude to it, it is 100 laps around this 2.2-mile course, uh, so it, it will be 220 miles. 2.2, I mean, that's that's a nice little <laughs> DFS. short. Yeah. DFS is going to be so much fun oh this week. Oh, my God, it's going to be crazy. <laughs> um, all right, somebody I'm pretty sure I'm going to have in DFS is Tyler Reddick. His top three odds I, I like at plus 250. Um and that's crazy because on Bet365, his top three odds are at 250. If you go to DraftKings, his top three odds are at plus 185. If you go to Superbook, it's at plus 225. So make sure you grab the better one at 250 over there on Bet365. It's amazing to me that he is at plus 250. For, for top three, Truex is at plus 220, Larson at plus 240, Elliott at 250, Reddick at 250. Um, if you go to Superbook, Elliott plus 160, Radic 225, Almondinger 250, Truex 250. Uh, and then if you go to DraftKings, Elliott plus 140, Radic 185, Truex 185, Larson 210, Bush 250. Crazy. But I like the Radic side of this. I do like the fact that he's not one of the favorites over there on Bet365, but he is good enough price at plus 250 for him. To be able to do it, I mean, look, he just won a road course already this season. You don't have to really necessarily pay that much attention, especially when we go to road courses for the announcers to say he has kind of set himself up as one of the better road course racers that we're seeing over the last few years. The talent's there. He was fast last week in Nashville. Unfortunately, we didn't get to see uh, really what he, what he could have done. Uh, but he definitely was one of the faster cars in Nashville before his accident, before his incident, I should say, really. So, I mean, Tyler Reddick's bouncing back, and and I think the confidence is there. 
He just needs his equipment and the situation to follow. Talk about aggressive drivers. I'm going to go back to that again. Obviously, we know Tyler Reddick is aggressive. We know how aggressive he is, especially given one of those finishes that we had, that, that three-wide finish with him. Uh, was it last season at, uh, at Coda? Um, that he was three-wide with Bowman and, uh, and Dinger, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 And it ended up being uh, that. So we know he's willing to do what needs to be done to win a race. Uh, now the only thing that needs to happen is for him to be able to have that equipment stay underneath his his uh, feet for the entire race, and for him to be able to qualify and do well and and be around the front and not getting caught up in a mess. So, like I said, at plus two fifty, I I'd definitely go for a, a top three for Tyler Reddick on that. Yeah, I mean he's obviously you know we've talked about the big three at the road courses currently seems to be Reddick, Larson, Elliott, of course. Uh, he's got three wins in the next gen car on road courses, both in Chevrolet and in Toyota. No, he can get it done. His car owner, by the way, I, I would guess he might end up showing up in Chicago. I guess he was some, some type of basketball star, uh, Michael Jordan. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. So he had something to do with Chicago. I think back in the day, was that so, Scotty Pippen's teammate? Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, he was nothing without Scotty Pippen. So uh, <laughs> that's what, that's what Scotty says anyway. <laughs> and I took it personally. <laughs> okay moving on uh joey logano how can you go to a new track that we've never been to before and not have a bet on joey logano rod do i have any statistics to back this up absolutely not <laughs> is joey logano a great road course racer absolutely not had joey logano ever been on dirt before he won at bristol dirt absolutely not like it just he wins first time things that's that's what this is right won the first time in britain bristol dirt he won the first clash of the Coliseum. He won the first race at Gateway. He was the first champion in the next-gen car. He just finds his way into firsts for whatever reason. So he's 35-1 to 1 to win on DraftKings. You got to throw it something. You have to do it, right? A little tiny sprinkle on that because if you know you're going to kick yourself and you're going to be like, nobody saw Joey Logano. Should Joey Logano win this race? Absolutely not. No, of course he shouldn't. But does he win first-time things for whatever reason? He does. He's so good at adapting. You got to take him. But also, he is plus 305 as the longest shot in Group D over on Superbook uh, against Suarez, Sindrick, and Blaney. I'm going to take him there. Again, if you're going to do group bets, go through and just bet guys that are the longest shots in their group because anything can happen. Do I expect Sindrick to be good? Yes, I do. Am I going to make a case for Blaney in a few? Yes, I am. It's, did Suarez win a road course last year? Yes, he did. Did he grow up racing in Mexico on road courses? Yes, he did. But it's Joey Logano, man. It's a plus 305 to win that group. 35 to 1 to win on DraftKings is uh, it's worth a little tiny sprinkle just in case that Joey Logano first-time magic makes another appearance. You know, and I can't even argue so much to the fact that I'm going to do something that we wouldn't do on a normal oval track, I think, and that's take Joey Logano over Kevin Harvick. I think you made a great point earlier, and it's take the plus money side of a bet because you never know what's going to happen. And Joey Logano is the plus money side of this bet. At, oh, I'm sorry. He's minus 115. Neither one of these guys are plus money. But still, Joey Logano, I was looking at my other bet. It was plus money. I skipped yeah. over my other bet <laughs> because did. I wanted to get to the Logano <laughs> bet. All right, Rod, here we go. Take two. I'm taking Joey Logano over Harvick. You guys know I don't ever cut anything out. Uh, at minus 115 over on bet 365. I don't care if this, if, even if this was plus money, it'd make it even better, uh, given the fact that it is Logano over Harvick. And 
I'm telling you right now, for as much as, as we talk about Joey winning things, I don't think he even really needs to win in order to cash this because Kevin Harvick, the time is coming for him to be done, right? I mean, it, the writing's on the wall now as far as this is obviously, we know this is his last season, but we've started to see a little wind down in, in Kevin. We've started to see somewhat of a, I don't want to say a lack of urgency because there's never a lack of urgency in Kevin Harvick's world, but, you know, the, the finishes are still obviously good, right? Kansas 11th, Darlington 2nd, Charlotte 11th, Gateway 10th, Sonoma 11th, Nashville 24th. Unfortunately, it was a rough day for Kevin there. But, you know, he's not he's not jockeying for the win as much as, as he should be probably in this his last season. His average finish, 12.9. But I'm, I'm leaning into this Joey Logano first time out thing, doing good on, on the times that he's first out. And, uh, and just sort of kind of, uh, I think Joey can, can have a good race. And this doesn't seem like one that Kevin Harvick is going to go out and say he wants to give his full attention to, because obviously this is going to be a one-off for him. You think Kevin Harvick gives a single fuck about this race? Not even a little. I don't think he does. Not even a little. Really? I don't think he does. That's what I'm saying. And, and if it starts to get froggy in front of him, like if he, if he notices that it's getting squirrely, He'll probably just back way the heck off and just be like, I'm I'm good, you know. But for Joey Logano, a third place at Gateway, third place at Sonoma, rough week for him at Nashville as well, but he did manage to kind of climb his back his way back around. So I don't know. I, I again, like I said, I'm prepping for the fact that Kevin's probably just gonna, you know, punt this this race altogether and and call it a good. He just wants to run it so that next year when he's in the booth, he can give insight as to what it was like in that car. Uh, as opposed to sort of trying to go out and win this thing. Yeah, there you go. That's, uh, yeah, uh, no arguments. Again, the Logano angle, it seems silly, but it's happened so many times. And, like, yes, you don't see it coming, and that's the point. Like, if you would have lined up every single driver for that first Bristol dirt race, Logano would have probably been, like, the 25th guy you pick on that list. Like, it just, he would not have been the guy you pick, and, that's just what he does. He's so good for whatever reason at just adapting to a new environment, figuring things out as you go. I can see it happening. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying he's going to do it, but it just, it wouldn't be surprising. And I'm not going to go into a race, not having something on him when he's got such a track record and the stories there, you got to follow it. All right. Here is my fun top tens for the week. Todd Gilland plus four twenty five. Wish it was a little longer, but that's all right. I'm going to take it anyways. He has got three top ten, uh, top 16 finishes in eight road course starts in the Cup Series. Fairly decent there. We've seen McDowell, his teammate, do very good. They Man, Gilwin, we've talked about him a lot this season. He's been having a good season. Last year at Indy Road Course, Rod, do you remember what an absolute wreck fest, chaotic race that was? Todd Gilwind, fourth place finish survived the chaos stayed out of trouble made it there and brought it home i can see a similar path for gilwin this week top 10 plus 425 over on uh that's on bet 365 and then my guy this week my other guy besides ty gibbs andy lally rod this is probably the only time i'll ever place a bet on andy lally but i'm doing it Top 10 over on Caesars, 17 to 1. 
and just for shits and giggles, give me Andy Lally to be the top forward at plus 25,000. You don't even need a parlay this week. You get 25,000 odds for Andy Lally to be the top forward. Look, this is break glass in case of chaos types of bets right here. But Andy Lally is a full-time IMSA driver. First of all, he's the 2011 Sprint Cup, NASCAR Sprint Cup Series Rookie of the Year, first of all. So I want to make sure I give credit where credit's due. Uh, but he's a full-time IMSA driver. He's ran in the American Le Mans Series. Um, he's been sports car racing since 1993. That means he was I was one years old when he started sports car racing. That's a long fucking time he's been sports car racing. He's a three-time IMSA champ. He's got the most all-time top threes, top fives in IMSA history. And in the GT class in IMSA, he's got the most wins at 26. In 23 Xfinity Series races that he's competed in, most on-road courses, nine top 10 finishes. Um, Andy Lally, it's, I know he's in a Rick Ware car. Okay, I get that part of it too. So there is that. Like, I want to throw that disclaimer out there. These are long shot bets for a reason, right? This is just, there could be utter chaos. It, it, it could be utter chaos and he's slow and he's behind everything. That's Chase Briscoe's. Like, Briscoe might win this race because he'll be so slow. Everybody in front of him just wrecks and he wins. But that's the case. Like, it, so for Andy Lally, there's multiple ways, right? It could be that he's just behind things wreck. He makes his way through it. But he's also got all of this stuff, this the sports car experience that I'm leaning so heavy into this week. He's got the road course racing. He's a great driver. Yeah, we don't necessarily consider him that in NASCAR because he's not had a lot of success, but he's also not new, right? He's not jumping into a stock car for the first time. He's been racing in the Cup Series. In, in, in might be his first time in a next-gen car, but I don't... Actually, he might have raced earlier this season. I don't know, yeah. but I don't care anyways. It doesn't matter because the path is there. It's It's long shots for a reason, of course, right? But... He could get it done if there's enough attrition in this race and he survives it. He might end up being pretty decent just because of the experience he has. Um, and yeah, there's some long straightaways. So obviously that speed part and the, the Rick Ware car concerns you there. But his ability to out-technical these guys, um, if he's able to save his tires better, I, whatever comes into case, um, if it ends up being some rain or something, that could play huge into a guy like this. So... This is my Andy Lally long shots of the week. 17 to 1 for a top 10 on Caesars. 25 plus 25,000 over on Caesars for the top finishing Ford. Hey, the Fords have struggled overall this year, right? Likely they're going to finish better than 13th or whatever the best one finished last week, but will they? Who knows? Maybe Andy Lally has to finish 18th and he could still be the top four. Like, there's a lot of Fords out there, yes, but it's not as big of a field as Chevy is, right? The path is there. It's a long shot for a reason, obviously, but I don't think it's a completely stupid bet to make. It's not we're not betting Andy Lally to go win a Bristol next week. Like that would be stupid. But this actually has a path. Long shot, yes, but it's got the path. So give me some Andy Lally. I'm telling you, man, this is uh this is the go ahead and put and the this, money where you want to have some fun at. That's, yes, that exactly. This is what makes this type of race so much fun because you can have an Andy Lally bet and you can watch him be the slowest car out there and you can laugh and say, I bet on that guy. Or things can be chaotic and crazy, and all of a sudden there's five laps to go, and Andy Lally's in eleventh place and he's catching 
Chase Briscoe. And it's like, oh my God, here we go, right? And you're going to sweat it out. And he passes Chase Briscoe for 10th and the top forward. Man, it'd be a fun day. Or he switches to hard tires and makes the long run while everybody pits. Who knows what's going to happen yes, in this one for go. sure. Uh, I love it. All right. So mine is, look at, you talked, now this is the one where I took the plus money side of a driver matchup and, and ran with it. I was a little shocked at this one. I get it. I And I understand the McDowell love. Obviously, he's done well on road courses this season, right? Two top 10 finishes in uh in the, his road courses this season and really they've they've kind of been the only ones that he's had uh all well no he he finished in uh in sixth in richmond as well but uh yeah i mean it, it's it's oh austin he finished 12th not a top 10 anyway michael mcdowell i get it i get the love about him right i, I know that there's a lot of love surrounding michael mcdowell but he's matched up against denny hamlin in this one and hamlin is at plus 110 over mcdowell over on superbook I got to take the Hamlin side of this. Obviously, it's Danny Hamlin. He's a championship contender. Obviously, he's not going to win, right? He doesn't like winning championships. He likes winning all the trophies. Uh, but this would be a good one for him to, to, to take in. But here's the thing about Hamlin, right? I mean, we saw it at Sonoma, too. Won the pole. He was fast. He's, he's still a fast car. And for me, this is a track that I think Hamlin will do well in, given that he's, he's able to adapt to new stuff. Now, the road courses that McDowell has had finish, good finishes on, he's been on those before. He's been around Sonoma. He's been around uh, Coda. He knows those, right? He doesn't know this one. His average finish this season is, is 20th anyways. I'm talking, you know, 20th place versus Denny Hamlin, who is continually up in the front, you know, trying to win the race, where McDowell is happy with the 10th place finish. I don't think this team is going to be happy. Uh, the, the Gibbs team is going to be happy. If Hamlin is running around in 20th place, right, where McDowell could be 15th, I think they want to get him up to the win. And and Hamlin at plus money over Michael McDowell, again, I get it. You're going to give me all kinds of stats that say Michael McDowell is a great road course racer. Cody, is this a road course? No, it's not, Rod. It's a street course. So I give the tip of the hat to Denny Hamlin in this case. Much more veteran driver when it comes to being around the front able to adapt to new things. Uh, give me Denny Hamlin plus money over Michael McDowell. Yeah, I'm not going to make an argument against any plus money head-to-heads for the case we've already laid out. So not going to argue against it. Hamlin did say he spent an hour and a half on the simulator, couldn't make it past turn four. So there is that, but uh, <laughs> I think that uh, he'll be fine. And they were talking, man, I can't remember who it was, but they hired somebody to help him with, uh, with a lot of the sim work for road courses and stuff. And obviously... With Reddick being in the 2311 camp now, uh, we've talked just previously, talked about how great he's been at road courses. Denny obviously takes a lot from him being a co-owner of that car. Um, and he showed us at Sonoma, right? The result wasn't there, yes, but had the speed, was up front, you know, qualified fastest, was running up front. Um, and, and so I think that, that that plays into that as well. Uh, and you're just, you're getting the better driver in the better car as well, which is not, really a bad thing ever either so uh plus money head-to-heads again that's the way to go this weekend so i like it go find yourself rfk posted a picture or video rather of chris busher taking a lap around chicago you should probably go check that out it's it's quite interesting to see these guys taking this lap around this this course uh i, to, I haven't seen i've seen a couple of or I've, I've seen that there is videos of people on the course but i haven't stopped to watch one yet i need to do that because i'm 
interested to see what it looks like from the the driver's perspective. I got to tell you, it does. He doesn't look all. That, I mean, he looks comfortable doing it, but that's a simulator. So I don't know. And there's a little bit of a little bit of twist in his in his giddy up there. So we're we're in yeah. for it. I think uh, uh, definitely. But yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun week. I'm so I'm so excited for this race. Me too. Uh, all right, we got winners to get to. But I do want to take a quick second and introduce you to one of my favorite shows on the SGPN network. Hey, everybody. If you play fantasy football, especially in auction leagues. And or you're a whiskey fan. Yes, exactly. Check out the Sports Gambling Podcast fantasy football channel show, Old Fashioned Football. Coming to you every Tuesday morning, give us a listen. We'll bring you the latest fantasy football data, including... The injury report. Studs and duds. Waiver wire targets. And suggested fab. Market movers. After all, we are the Marks. He is my hubby. And she's J-Mark's wifey. And we're bringing all this to you while drinking an Old Fashioned and giving you our honest review of a different whiskey every week all that and more hop on over give us a listen come for the football stay for the whiskey this ad's almost done going once going twice sold well at the end of sunday somebody will be the first ever winner of the chicago street race in chicago this you can actually say is in chicago illinois literally in chicago (laughs) in chicago yes (laughs) so uh uh, who do we think it's going to be there cody well rod your guess is as good as mine. Uh, so we're going to do this football style. We're going to take first touchdown bet. We're going to split it up four different ways. We're just going to throw four sprinkles out there because who the fuck knows what's going to happen here. And there's some really fun odds out there. I'm going to start with Kyle Busch, 12 to 1 over on Caesars. We've seen him lately on the road courses, right? Second place at Coda. Did he end up second place at Sonoma also, I think, right? Second or third. He was up there at the end. But Either way, he's been good on road courses in this car. Randall Burnett, the winningest crew chief in the next-gen era so far, um, and the winningest crew chief, I think, on road courses as well in the next-gen era. So not a road course, of course, but uh, it goes into it, right? Kyle Busch, he's a racer. We know that. Uh, he's, He's done some different stuff lately, getting on dirt and stuff. He's been decent on road courses in the past and pretty good here lately. So 12 to 1 of the favorites. I think he's kind of the guy I like. It's I'd love to bet on Chase Elliott at 550. Of course, you guys all know I love to bet him on road courses, but ah man, when there's so much up in the air, like plus 550 is a tough bet to lay, in my opinion. The Almondinger's there, yeah, you know, whatever. Truex, yeah. Yeah, so this is this was kind of where the first place I felt comfortable. Kyle Bush, 12 to 1 on Caesars. Austin Sindrick, 28 to 1. I could see it happening, right? We talked about earlier with his top five, his top 10. Um, I'm just I'm picking a couple of guys that I'm focusing in on here. If they have good days, this is much like the Alex Pillow a couple of weeks ago in IndyCar, right? If they have a good day, I'm gonna have a good day. Sindrick is one of those guys, 28 to 1 over on DraftKings. Ryan Blaney, Rod, bring back Blaney's corner. It was a rough corner last week. It didn't do so well. Um, but Ryan Blaney. Welcome to Ryan Blaney's corner. 35 to 1. Come on, Rod. Give me Ryan Blaney. He won the first ever race at the Charlotte Roval. Um, so, you know, he because he's done. He's won a road course before. He's won. And is that even a true road course? Not really, right? So this is kind of different. I don't know. 45 to 1, though, he's a guy that can put himself in the position, right? He's a good driver. So so on road courses overall, I get it, but can put himself in position of 45 to 1 again. 
who knows what the hell is going to happen in this race. So give me some Ryan Blaney. And then, of course, the guy I like the most out of everyone has the longest odds, 55-1. to 1. Ty Gibbs will win this race in Chicago this weekend, 55-1 to 1 over on DraftKings. You're welcome. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see him adapt to this. I mean, obviously, it's brand new to everybody, but sometimes if you don't know what you don't know, helps you out. You know, if you don't know that you should be intimidated by this, Maybe Ty Gibbs doesn't know he should be intimidated by this, and he goes out and runs it like that. Talk about aggressive driving. I mean, Ty Gibbs can be aggressive when he needs to be, so maybe this is his opportunity to prove it. So I'm, I'm with you on the Ty Gibbs. I'd like to see that. That'd be fun. Um, but I'm going to scale back and go a little more conservative only because, for me, it's like I, the guys I picked out are the guys I talked about earlier too. Tyler Reddick, I like the odds for Tyler Reddick still. Seven, seven, plus 750 over there on Bet365, it's very interesting to me to see him all over the place. On DraftKings, he's at 650. Um, like I said, at Bet365, he's at 750. Uh, over on Superbook, he's at 700. So, you know, kind of a, a variety of, of places for Tyler Reddick. But, again, I, I really feel like his aggressiveness, his momentum is, is suited for a place like this. It, it needs to be somebody who's not afraid to get into it and get mixed up with it. Um, he still, I think, has something to prove this season that his move wasn't a complete and total waste because uh, of, of just sort of inconsistent performances. I think a lot of people are like, well, yeah, Tyler Reddick, he's good, but but what have you done, right? And I think this is an opportunity for him to show what he can do uh, in that 45 for sure. Again, I know he won a road course race already, but... You know, he's going to have to back it up. One and done is not going to work for Tyler Reddick. He needs another big uh, win in his in his staple, and I think this is it. So uh, Tyler Reddick, 75, uh, or plus 750, I like that. And then Dinger at 10 to 1. I know you kind of poo-pooed it a little bit. You're like, meh, I, uh, Dinger. I didn't uh, want to. I didn't want to poo-poo it. Yeah. But, i got to stop doing that with him, too. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> he's that exact type of guy. To me, him and Reddick are the same manner of driver in that they they drive with emotion, they drive with aggression, and and for Reddick, I think it's a little more controlled aggression than than AJ, and I, I think I think the passion is there too, but with Reddick, it is a little more, a little less uh, ex, external for for Reddick. I mean, AJ wears his heart on his sleeve. His radio broadcasts are like, you know, just. <laughs> like tragic Greek tragedies every time. But for Reddick, it's, it's kind of a little more, more calculated and more measured, but the same sort of passion is in that. And like I said, Dinger at 10 to one, I can't overlook that because I feel like that's pretty decent odds. Like you said, because at the top of this charts, you know, 500 for Elliot, even 650 for Reddick on DraftKings is not something I'm willing to do. Truex at 650. I know he's hot, but that's tough. Larson at 750. Like, yeah, it's when I get to AJ at 10 to one and, and even like I said, Reddick at seven uh, plus 750 that those make sense to me more than, than trying to say, you know, an Elliot or a Larson is going to come out on top of this. Yeah, no, I, I, again, the Reddick thing, the Michael Jordan tie in, that's another storyline, right? Michael Jordan goes to victory lane in Chicago. It's all, all comes full circle. Um, and then AJ, I mean, yeah, I, I know I sort of poo-pooed on him. I shouldn't have done that because he, he uh, experience-wise, 
I mean, him and Lally probably are the most experienced type of guys in this type of situation, I would think, I guess. And AJ's got all of this, you know, the Cup Series, Xfinity Series experience to go along with it. And he's been doing it for years. He's won Cup Series races, he's won Xfinity Series races. Like, he can get it done. So I think that those are two good guys. I think that's a nice, uh, a nice combination of conservativeness and uh, in case shit hits the fanness. <laughs> I, oh, I like that. We've coined a new phrase. I, I love it. Um, all right. Well, then get out your pen and paper. Let's let's go and retract these bets for you. That way, uh, or retrace our steps here as we lay out these bets. Cody started you out with a Austin Cindric top 10 bet at plus 150, tossed in a plus five bet also at plus 450 over there on bet 365. I gave you Eric Jones as a top 10 car at plus 350 over on bet 365 as well. Cody gave you Ty Gibbs as a top 10 car at plus 190 and then a top five car at plus 650 over on DK. I gave you AJ Allmendinger as a top five car at plus 180. Cody said that Kyle Larson was going to finish better than Chase Elliott at plus 115 over on Superbook. I said Tyler Reddick would be a top three car at plus 250. Cody then said Joey Logano was going to win Group D over Suarez, Cindric, and Blaney uh, at plus 305 and then gave you uh, Joey to win at 35-1 to over there on DK because he wins new things. That's what he does. Uh, I gave you Denny Hamlin over Michael McDowell at plus 110 on Superbook. Cody gave you Todd Gilliland at plus 425 for a top 10. Also, an Andy Lally top 10 bet because it's fun to say and fun to do at 17-1. to And also a Lally top forward at 25-1. to I gave you Joey Logano over Kevin Harvick at minus 115 over on bet 365. And then Cody, in super speedway fashion, gave you about 19 different winners, which included Bush at 12 to 1, Cindric at 28 to 1, Blaney at 45 to 1, and Gibbs at 55 to 1. I gave you Reddick at plus 750 and Dinger at 10 to 1. Cody, Chicago awaits. These guys are going to do what they've never done before and, and race on an actual street. It's, uh, man, I, I'm so ready for it. We, I kind of, we've said it like 16 million times that we're ready for this, but I think we're ready for this. We're ready. It's again, go into this, still bet on it. It's going to be so much fun to bet on, but just, you have to treat it with a different mindset. This isn't a business week. This is a fun week. Let's go have some fun. Enjoy whatever this will bring us. That's the thing too. We have no idea. It could be any number of different things. Probably nothing that we've already mentioned, something completely different, something you never saw coming. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm pumped up. I'm excited. Go enjoy this. Let's hope that uh, Andy Lally wins us a lot of money. Or we get a 37-car pileup in turn one, and the race is over. Hey, who knows at that point? <laughs> it just could, could be a... Hey, it could be a 36-car pileup, and Andy Lally wins the race. Ooh, he's the only car running, and he's it for, 100 and, or for 99 laps. He's the only car running. He, he like sputters at the start and like, yeah, he sputters at the start, right? And they, you know, they've all piled into the corner. He stops, waits for it to clear, goes around. Andy Lally wins the race. <laughs> oh my God. If that happened, oh, chaos. What, wait, wait, what are Andy Lally's uh, uh, odds to be, win? We'll be clipping this. Hold on. Let's see. <laughs> yeah. What are Andy Lally's odds to win? Cause uh, I, I can't even count that high. What is it? 25, 10,000 to one. That's, you know what? Fuck it. That's. Wow, that's a lot of zeros. That is a lot of zeros. I think that's, that's 100,000 100, 100, to, 100, to, to 1. 
let's see. Let's take a look here. So if you throw five dollars, five thousand to win. Andy Lally. <laughs> Ooh, five thousand. Okay, that's an official play. Andy Lally plus a hundred thousand. Oh my God! Yeah, if you even bet, a, if you even bet uh, a dollar, you would be a yeah, you win a thousand. Whoa! I I tried to type his name into the doc and it changed it to Andy Pillow. So Ooh, I think that's a good sign. I think it is a great sign. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, then let us uh, at, before we before we really get <laughs> screwy. I think yeah, let's start to get off the rails. Yeah. End when show. when we put an Andy Lally outright out there, you know it's time to end the show, Cody. Before we do, let everybody know where they can find you on social media or don't, yes. as the case may be. Uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Give me all your Andy Lally bets. Uh, tweet them to me <laughs> at Husker underscore Zeb. I will share every one of them. Maybe we'll uh, see if we get Andy Lally on the pod when he cashes all these next week. <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> yes, just, again, enjoy this race. It's going to be a lot of fun. Go into this weekend with an open mindset. Enjoy whatever it may bring us. Have some fun. Catch some bets. Follow me on Twitter, at Husker underscore Zeb. Got a couple NFL articles coming out this week. IndyCar is back in action. Check that out. Check out the F1 Gambling Podcast. That's back in action. Man, let's have some fun. Let's win some money this weekend. Enjoy the unknown, Rob. Enter the unknown. Follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Link in the bottom. Everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it's in between media, the back road, we'll have Seth and Elliot catch them this week. And then, of course, my article coming out for frequency's sake. You can find that link on the Twitter machine. We'll be back tomorrow to break down some Xfinity. They, too, will be on this uh, Chicago street course. So get uh, get excited for that. We'll break that down for you tomorrow. You think this race is going to be chaotic? Mm. <laughs> I can't even imagine. Yeah, let's have fun handicapping that one. We'll see you tomorrow. Until then, let's go racing and let it ride.